Hello, everyone, and welcome to the MDS podcast. Today, we will be speaking with Dr. Wu of Shanghai Jiao Tong University School of Medicine and Rujin Hospital in Shanghai, China. Dr. Wu has recently published a case series in Movement Disorders Clinical Practice describing scar dancing syndrome, a newly described peripherally induced movement disorder. Thank you for taking the time to be with us today, Dr. Wu. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Dr. Schiffer, and thanks for your invitation. It's my pleasure to share our case series study through MDS podcast. Why don't you start by describing the cases that led you to coin this new syndrome? How did the patients present? Actually, in our study, we introduced and characterized four patients with post-surgical scar-associated movement disorders. A peripherally induced rippling movement disorder confined to the muscles just under a long surgical incision scar appearing weeks to months after surgery. So this novel scar dancing syndrome does not spread to adjacent muscles and persistent during sleep. For example, in case one, the case one is like a 67-year-old woman who present within 18 months history of dorsal neuropathic pain and progressive abnormal movements that started two weeks after back surgery for multiple rib fractures. And neurological examination showed a re- repetitive semi-rhythmic writing and jerking contraction of the latissimus dorsi muscle along the surgical scar. And no significant abnormality were found on thoracic MRI. And in terms of EMG, it revealed frequent potential bursts of grouped normal MUP firing at 1 to 3 hertz of the involuntary motor unit of the left latissimus dorsi with a maximum amplitude of 0.8 uh, millivolt. The discharge were arrhythmic and highly unpredictable. And uh, the other three cases have like similar clinical features. I think it is worth noting that our case have three remarkable features. Uh, first, uh, the singularity of the hyperkinesia surrounding the scar, which may occur with or without pain. Uh, the second, a possible temporal link less than one year between the onset of the hyperkinesia uh, and the reinnovation of the motor union within the surgical incision. And the third is the involvement of the muscle with long surgical incision, more than 5 centimeters. Extremely interesting. I would encourage our listeners to also look at the videos that are published with the paper on the Movement Disorders Clinical Practice site, which very well demonstrate the type of movement disorder that we're seeing with this syndrome. What treatments were tried on these patients and what were the responses? Actually, the management of the syndrome is extremely uh, challenging. All of our patients would prescribe the medications, including carbazepine, baclofen, and tianidine, uh, gabapentine, but none of these uh, sufficiently alleviated the clinical symptoms. So all the patients underwent botrytoxin A injection after the failure of the medication therapy. It's quite interesting that the first two of our cases both suffered from the neuropathic pain and improved with botrytoxin. So we posit that it may be suitable for scar dancing patients who have neuropathic pain to do the botrytoxin injection. 
So the patients who were given prescription medications, did they not respond at all or did they only respond partially to some of those medications? They only respond uh, slightly partially uh, by uh, carbazepine. That's interesting since that is a medication that we often use in the much more common peripheral movement disorder, hemifacial spasm. Right. Please tell our audience about some of the other examples of peripherally induced movement disorders that have been described and what has been postulated about their pathophysiology. Actually, recognized um, pains include painful or painless leg moving toe syndrome, uh, post-amputation dyskinesia, and belly dancers dyskinesia. And also a recent report described a novel pained uh, dancing dorsal uh, quadrilaterals uh, characterized by neuropathic pain preceding a regional movement disorder following soft tissue or nerve injury. As for the pathophysiology of pain, I think it's it remains unclear till now. Pimped often is associated with pain and other sensory phenomena, including uh, complex regional pain syndrome. So uh, the pro- prominent feature of pain calls attention to the sensory system as a potential pathophysiological key. It has been postulated that the abnormal movements are due to the dysfunction of inhibitory spinal uh, interneurons or structural reorganization of local uh, neuron uh, circuits. A trauma may alter sensory import from the site of the impact to the CNS, eventually leading to spinal or supraspinal reorganization and the emergence of an abnormal motor output. So as opposed to your case series that really described extremely localized movement disorders in the muscles that were directly impacted by the trauma, some other peripherally induced movement disorders seem to regionally affect areas that have been impacted by trauma, which might speak to a more central nervous system reorganization, as you just described, potentially due to abnormal sensory input, as opposed to uh of the peripheral nerves that were injured and subsequent abnormal firing of those nerves. I totally agree with you. I think the pathophysiological mechanism of different subtypes of PIMS are different. So in our patients, we suppose that the prime mover lies in the peripheral, not central nerve system. And the abnormal movement's persistence during sleep in most of our case supports that these movements might be triggered at peripheral level. It might reflect peripheral nerve hyperexcitability due to the lesion of distal nerve terminals or abnormal renovation with aphatic activation of nerve terminal. I think the reason for the delay between trauma and involuntary movements are more related to the Renovation, but I cannot rule out that the involvement of synaptic um, plasticity in the pathogenesis of the syndrome. Uh, maybe uh, further reports and research, particular with regard to the neuroimmaging finding in this patient, continue to uncover the uh, pathogenetic mechanism. Actually, uh, we plan to start a protocol to collect more patients' uh, diagnosis. I as PIMS uh, with different subtype, and we try to do the fMRI to find the pathogenetic mechanism in the PIMS. 
and we would appreciate if the audience in China and the specialists in China they have the, this kind of patient and. And you can refer the patient to our department in Shanghai Regional Hospital. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know that it's quite late where you are, and I, I really appreciate you staying up and and speaking to us about this really interesting, newly described disorder. Thank you, Doctor Sherpa. Thank you.